Chapter 7. Art Attack Store. A weird squealing sound had been coming from under the hood of my car for the past couple of days. I needed to go over to the Art Attack Art Supply Store, and I hoped my car was going to make it. Cripes, I got soaked by those assholes at Sparky's last time I had my car fixed. $1,800 for a tune-up and muffler. But what was I going to do? My car should not have been making that noise. I had mentioned I was a painter to those guys, and their reply was, You do houses? I would love to make fun of blue-collar types, but I'm humbled any time they hand me a bill for something. So much for art school. Art Attack was one of the few remaining art stores that hadn't been swallowed up by the Walmart of art supplies, Michael's. The place wasn't very big. The aisles were so narrow that all the crap was stacked up almost to the ceiling. I was there to get some blank canvases. A lot more canvases. I would be needing more of everything once Gary's money started rolling in. I did a quick lap around the aisles and grabbed six 30-inch by 40-inch canvases. I had some pre-cut frames for this size ready to go back at the gallery. I carried everything up to the front counter and got behind some old guy wearing a fishing hat covered in lures. The guy was straight out of a normal Rockwell painting. He was talking to an attractive 30-something woman with long black hair who was working behind the counter. I'm looking for a small can of fire red lettering enamel by Dick Blick, the geezer said. The Dick Blick brand of art supplies had been around for a while. They also had a bunch of stores that sold everything. The one shot size? She asked. Yes, that's the one. She came from behind the counter, walked past us, and returned with a tiny can of enamel. She studied the label for a moment and then placed it on the counter. Are you a sign painter? Yes. She rung up his order and placed a few brushes into his paper bag. She picked up the little can and said, Would you like some spray on Harner with your Dick Blick shot? I snorted out a laugh and then suppressed it. She glanced at me with a quick smile. It was a legit question. There's a spray on substance that accelerates drying time for enamels. The old guy missed the Dick Pick joke completely. No thanks. He grabbed his paper bag and left the store. I burst out laughing as I stepped up to the counter. I've been waiting all year to ask that question, she said with a laugh. I placed my six canvases on the counter. Six? She picked up one and looked for a price. What are you going to do with all of these? Build a fort? Let's just say I've gotten incredibly inspired. That's a lot of painting to do. She rung them up. I'm lucky if I can finish a tiny watercolor in a month. Really? You like to do watercolors? Of what? Whatever I like. A mixture of things. Painting has helped me unwind from my studies. What are you studying? I was going for a master's degree in English Lit at Wellesley. That didn't work out. So I ended up taking night courses in art history at Framingham University. She stacked up my canvases, finished my order, then settled down on a stool. So, are you an artist, or do you have a real job? She said with a grin. I laughed. I like this woman's attitude. I said, I work at a gallery in Eastboro doing frames, but I think I'm going full-time with the art. What kinds of things are you doing? Mostly scenic stuff, sort of like Winslow Homer in the style of Van Gogh. You know why Van Gogh became a painter, don't you? No. Because he didn't have an ear for music. I groaned and let out a smile. Ah, yes, the Van Gogh ear jokes. Sorry, I had to go there. Did you learn those in art history class? I said. She thought for a beat. It was on the final. I offered to shake her hand. My name is Gavin. She stood up did a limp-wristed handshake and curtsied. Linda. I felt like an idiot for being so formal. So, Gavin the artist, 
when will we see you next? Like I said, I think I'll be going on a tear. I'll be needing a lot more of these. I would love to see what you're working on. A woman holding a box of pastels got in line behind me. I scooped up my canvases and headed for the door. Will do, I said. Linda gave me a smile on the way out. That was fun. I got back to my Water Street loft and continued where I left off. I was determined to get Schoenberg's study at twilight done that day. I picked up my palette, already covered in dabs of oil paint from my last session, and focused on the blank spot on the bottom right-hand corner. The paint started coming off my brush with confidence. It was such a weird feeling. The thought of having a painting that's already bought before it was even finished. It was almost like I could assign a dollar amount to each stroke. As the paint started to flow onto the canvas, I did some calculations. Let me see. I'll probably apply 10,000 strokes to this canvas. Divide that by $1,500. That's around six cents a stroke. If it changed over to Japanese calligraphy, I could get it down to six strokes. $250 a stroke. How did your meeting go? James's voice startled me. He was standing in the doorway of my space. Oh my God, I said as I continued working. He's buying everything. What? Everything in here? No, everything I do from now on. He gave me a lifetime commission. I moved another dab of paint from my palette to the canvas. I wasn't going to let James slow me down. Why would he do that? He thinks I could be worth something in the future. That's why he's buying everything of mine now. What kind of contract did you sign? I make $1,500 per painting delivered. I could probably make up to $100,000 per year. James sat down on a plastic milk crate. Did you have your lawyer look at it? What lawyer? Who was a lawyer? James shook his head from side to side. Oh, man. Look, I said as I started stabbing at my canvas, annoyed. Who else would offer to pay me this kind of money for my work? James waved his hand dismissively at me as if he had the final word. C'est la vie. I got three more brush strokes in before I froze. A young guy, covered in tattoos and wearing only his underpants, casually walked up to us. Hey. He said as he stopped in front of my easel and looked down at my painting. Can I see what you're doing? There was this awkward moment of silence. The guy stood there, tilting his head from side to side like a giant parrot, fascinated by what I was doing. Dude, I said, where's your pants? We're practicing today. I thought he looked kind of familiar. You're the bass player, right? Yeah, we're going to start later so we won't bug you guys. Okay, that's cool. My name's Gavin. Lance, he replied. Now it was starting to make sense. Flea, the bass player from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, liked to play in his underwear. James just glared at the guy, but he didn't seem to notice. He continued to study my painting. That looks cool. Thanks. Do you paint? No, I just play music. James realized his glaring wasn't having any effect. All right. He said as he stood up. I'm leaving. With that, he walked out. I told Lance, you guys sound pretty good. I like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Cool. He said. We talked for another 20 minutes about music that we liked. The rest of the band slowly appeared and collected in my area. They offered me a couple of cans of Narragansett beer, and I accepted. They seemed like nice enough dudes once you got to know them. They talked about how hard it was to get gigs, and I told them it was the same way in the art world. What do you know? I made a couple of more friends that day. 